Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined by the official second banana of the show. He's the host of the gaming show about gims. It's Evan Monroe-Smith. Hey. What's the show called? It's called Gimme, Gimme, Gim? Gimme, yeah. Gimme, Gimme. Gamey, Gamey, Game. Gamey, Gamey, Game. That's yeah, that's it. it. You're getting it. Yeah, it's always You'll on the tip that. of my tongue. I thought I was thinking it was "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme" the show about greed. Oh yeah, we we could do that as a spin-off, maybe. Okay, great. And you just go there, and, you, and the contestant has to just say "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme," and then they have to convince someone else with money to give them the money. Yeah, gimme, 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 gimme. Oh yeah, but all they can say is "Gimme." That's all they can say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hard uh, to mount an argument with with that, with that limitation, but yeah. But you got to really emote. Yeah. You got to show them you mean it with your face eyes. Work. Yeah, exactly. Someone so- was, I was, who was, I don't know, I was just listening to, overhearing, um, Beck was doing a Twitch stream and, and, and she said that some, one, of, one of her viewers found Gamey Game through Primates. Oh, That's sick. Nice. That's what you want to hear. Reaching new people, even though... I don't even know how they were able to find the name of the show, given how you introduce <laughs> well, I, it every time. I link it in the show notes every week. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's on YouTube, typing in gamity gimity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this the the most useless plug you've ever had? <laughs> every week. Well, they fo- they're determined enough to find it anyway. So gamygame.com and it's yeah, in the it. show notes. And you should that's check it, it out. <laughs> but yeah, it is fun. about greed. It's the game <laughs> yeah. show about greed. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Uh, but here at Primates, we talk about primates in popular culture, and the current Sometimes. series is about one of the finest pieces of primate-related pop culture that's hit the small screen in recent decades. It is the Umbrella Academy, which features both a chimpanzee butler, or used to, and also <laughs> an ape man from the moon. Or yeah, it's interesting. We've got a... We got a bit of a pogo tease, but last episode there was that didn't come back again. 
Yeah, it's been pogo free ever since. Yeah. What an absolute ripoff. <laughs> that's but not what we paid for. That's not what we paid for. <laughs> so, uh, the episode we're talking about today is the fourth episode of season two. It's called The Majestic Twelve, which mm. the name made me excited. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? I thought yeah. it was going to be a new, like a rival superhero gang or something. Yeah, I thought, what's this? This is going to turn everything on its head. Yeah, and it, I guess it kind of did. It felt like it was well, a bit another episode of um, a, set, a setting up episode. It was the slowest one of the season, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Bit of bit of just um, mystery stuff. I mean, you know, important stuff happened, but it wasn't. It didn't sort of plow things along as as previous episodes have. Mm. There was there was some good fight scenes. Those yep. Swedish guys were involved. All the and action we found scenes are good today, in the show. We found out that the Swedish guys are brothers. They could not look any less like brothers, yeah. apart from the not, fact that not just brothers, got... but triplets. Is that what she said? Oh, is that what she said? Triplets. Well, there you go. Because the only thing was... they have in common is their bleach dyed bleach blonde hair, which is unconvincing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Very meant to be natural? Weird. Come on. I don't know. They they have their demeanor in common. They're, they've got other things in common. Yeah, that's true. It's not like you wouldn't be able to pick them as brothers if if you saw them in a crowd, say. These three have nothing in common. Um, No, they're all pretty weird. Yeah. Anyway, so it's called The Majestic 12. Yes. Episode four, this is the synopsis. While Alison searches frantically for Ray, Vanya contends with a crisis at the farm and five Diego and Leela, or Lila, Crash a party at the Mexican consulate. <laughs> Why can't I? I still don't remember hearing her name, but they obviously say it on the show. Yeah, I feel like Diego maybe said it at some stage. Leela um, Lila. I'm so bad with names. And this show <laughs> reminds me of that because I can. It's I've known all these people for quite a while and I still battle. Like every time I say one of their names, I have to think of it first. It doesn't <laughs> okay. flow out of me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so it starts with a flashback uh, in London. Apparently, yeah. it was in 1993, and it uh, showed it was sort of Leela or Lila's um, origin story. She yeah. was uh, her, well. First, we see a couple getting murdered by someone who looks like it might even be old mate Donut Man. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. But I th- yeah, I, I kept I, thinking they were going to reveal his face to be. That guy, not Char. I was wondering. I was like, I mean, oh, could it be five? Could it be Sir Reggie? Could it be who's it going to be? Sort of thing. But that, but that wasn't the reveal. Um, no, the reveal was that they, the people who were killed, were the parents of a little, maybe four, five, year, four year old Leela. Oh, I just figured out then. So she was probably about four. This is nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So, so she, she's possibly a miracle baby. Yeah, maybe she's. Uh, yeah, I mean, she seems to be the same age as Diego, um, mm. but I mean, there's not nothing else to indicate. Well, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's, we, we, yeah, we haven't seen any. Yeah, we haven't seen any powers from no. her, but um, but uh, yeah, no, she, it, it, this is a, it's, it's an interesting little revelation. So this is carrying on from um, the last episode when the the, the big sort of cliffhanger bombshell at the end of the episode was that L- Lila is is the handler's daughter 
We were like, what? That's weird. They have different accents. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The funny thing was I didn't take it literally, but it turns out literally she is her mum. I thought for some reason it was just like a nickname or something. Yeah, adopted mother. But, Um, yeah, she is is her adopted mother. So, but we, yeah, we don't have any insight really as to who her parents were or why they were killed. And why they have different accents. Even though she was brought up by... An American, the handler. Why does she have an English accent? Well, this is in London. She was raised to the age of four in London, you'd assume. Yeah, you don't hold on to a four-year-old accent. Don't you? I, I don't know how accents work. No. Nah. Maybe she... Maybe, well, no, our we friend Alistair Tremblay Birchall, he moved from Canada to Australia when he was um, 13 or something. He kept his right. accent, but his younger brother, two years younger than him, has an Australian accent. That's So I yeah. use that as the rule. It's sort of... Okay. Early teens at the that that's when you hold on. Any younger than that, it's gone. That's a small we, sample um, size, admittedly. We we don't know where the handler raised her though. Maybe she was she continued to be raised in London. Right. Um, then why doesn't if, the handler have an English accent? Because she was an <laughs> she adult. She was older than thirteen. Yeah, that's it. That's the rule. Okay. Um. So we don't we we don't know why who who her parents were. We don't know if the handler was working for the commission. We don't know if this is this is a commission hit job where they're trying to correct the timeline. We don't know anything about what 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 the context of this scene. Oh, you didn't. We just know that. I I really I really thought that they were setting that up to be a commission hit because the the headless man. I mean, he wasn't headless. They just never showed his head. Looks so much like Char Char's partner, the donut guy. What was his name? Yeah. Such with H, right? Hazel. Hazel, yeah. We, I think we assume because the handler's there and, yeah, and, and there's an assassin basically that, that it probably In is commission Hazel related. Hazel-like suit with a Hazel-like yeah. body. I, I I didn't pick that as Hazel like straight away, but you yep. maybe maybe it was. I don't know. Um, but the point is we, we, we don't have a lot of context here. No. Um, it's just a bit of a flashback. But, it, yeah, it, it does give us a little bit of a, uh, a backstory into Lila because then after... After that happens, after that reveal, we see her upbringing or, you know, a montage of her upbringing, which is pretty full on. So, mm-hmm. the, the handler is um, sort of uh, drilling her, sort of training her to be an assassin. We see her, like, running a a, a, a cor- course. Yeah, what, like what an army you... training course and the yeah. handler is shooting a machine gun at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty pretty full on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it kind of finishes the montage with... with uh, Lila a, a a bit older and and getting out of a car having having killed a guy, so she's a she's a trained killer. Yeah, which we, yeah, it's, so it's a, a bit of a worry for uh, for Diego, I suppose. It becomes very clear that she is well, and when, then we come to modern day and and mm. she's talking to the handler. Well, in a, modern day, oh, present day in the show, which is in the nineteen sixty three. Yeah, nineteen sixty three, modern day. <laughs> <laughs> and she, yeah, it's made very clear that she's in there working. Undercover. She's formed a relationship with Diego to work undercover, but she, her new role is to protect number five above all else, and she sort of argues against that. But yeah, well, it is kind of counterintuitive, right? We don't. Why does the handler want to protect five? Well, this my assumption was after season one, number five was probably the most integral person in, involved in ending the world. So maybe he's going to do that again. Him trying to stop it ends up with the world being right. ended. So maybe if he dies, 
it'll be averted. But him trying it, you know, it's one of those. I was gonna say self-fulfilling prophecies, but that's not. That's the opposite of that. I still feel like it's a little bit murky. We, we can probably talk a bit more about this later, but a bit murky as to whether the handler is here on commission business. Right. Yeah, that is true. I, gu- I guess she is, but she clearly wasn't happy with her role when we saw last saw her at the commission, and we don't really know what she's doing here. No, like, it's it seems like that's what we're meant to believe. But yeah, good point. Maybe she isn't because um, Leela does mention the three Swedish guys. And that's yeah. when the handler says, "Oh, they're here already." Like she knew, but maybe she's maybe she was just playing that up. Yeah, she caught a bit off. She looked a bit off guard, caught off guard yeah. by that. Why um, would she be surprised if she wanted them there? Why would she be surprised that they were there already? Yeah, she says to Lila that she sent them, and and mm. I don't, it, it and, and it seems it does seem a bit weird. And and as as we see later, that like the Swedes are trying to kill five. So if yeah. they're working for the commission, why are they trying to kill five? And the handler is, you know, if she's also working for the commission, she's trying to protect five. Obviously, there's something going on here, and we don't know what is what is going on. But what I do know is pancakes are great. That's all I was thinking about watching this scene. They're eating pancakes, and they just look great with maple syrup. Oh yeah, yeah. they look very no donuts good. this season, but pancakes, they're in. Yeah, that's a sad thing. The donut-free uh, nature of the season. I wonder if we'll if we'll ever see Agnes again or yeah. Hazel for that matter. Yeah, where do they? I'd love to see somehow have them involved so we can see what those twenty years involved. I'd love a montage just, of those twenty. They should get a spin-off show. Yeah, and we Hazel could, and Agnes could be a twenty-season show. We just live <laughs> live out their lives in real time. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, um, so from there we get we catch up with Vanya and number five. Um, they're trying to get to Luther. They go to his hostel. Well, Five waits in the car. Vanya goes up to talk to him. And she asks him about the apocalypse because Five's, he was a bit coy about it. And um, and she's like, what? He feels like he's holding something back. And then Luther reveals that she did basically. <laughs> she exploded yeah. the moon and ended her life on Earth. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. She said he, he, he stressed it was complicated. He wasn't, like, blaming her or anything. He was just letting her know because yeah. she wanted to know. And I guess he, yeah, he just wasn't able to keep it from her. And so she, yeah. she um, well, actually, first Luther punches a hole in a brick wall, like, clean <laughs> through it. And you go, that, how. that yeah, feels stronger than apartment. before somehow. Is that um, new levels of strength? I think that places, buildings just weren't built well in the 60s. Is that is that true? I mean, it looks like just a layer of bricks. You like know when they one say set of bricks. they don't build them like they used to. That yeah, that's saying actually thing. originated in the sixties. All right. No, I okay. have no idea. But that. But yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's why I always thought. You know, the sixties would be. In my head, I was just thinking everything's always been built better previously. They don't build things like they used to, so it's just like um, slowly getting worse. But that's probably not true either. Probably no, I think building standards build. are getting better. Yeah. But also, you know, some developers, they just are in it for a quick buck. That's true. Yeah. Well, technology's gotten better. People don't necessarily, you know, spend the money and put in the effort to, to make things properly. It's just about effort, you know. Not like they used to. Not like they used to. <laughs> anyway, um, so so what's going on here? Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, Luther is... um. He, he's in pretty bad shape after his his fight, and he yeah he tells uh, Vanya that um that she she lost control about the moon, 
um, she sort of not storms out, but she's she obviously that that shakes her a bit because she she's just learning this now. Um, what's his name? Jack Ruby is that his name? The, yeah. the, his his boss comes in very angry That's because right. Luther threw the fight. Um, and uh, and he cuts Luther loose. Yeah, he says, "I treated you like a son." <laughs> and then he and and Luther goes, "Please give me another chance." And he doesn't give him another chance. So Jack no. Ruby, yeah, I felt like it was an opportunity for Ruby. Ruby should have seen that he goes, "If you, I'll give you one more shot, this will actually improve your odds because you lost the last fight. We'll oh, be yeah. able to make more money on you now." That's what I assumed was going to happen, but he just cut. Yeah, him loose I, I think I think it does seem short sighted that Jack just. Cut it, cut him loose. I think he could have leveraged that a bit better. Yeah, but and I reckon ne- in nearly every, any other movie or TV show he would have, but <laughs> for some reason the plot needed to get Luther uh, free from Ruby so he could be back with the Seven, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. It, it, ultimately, we 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 know that this is li- leading towards them all sort of coming together eventually, right? Yeah, because um, we've we've seen it in the future, in the past. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so so Vanya walks off. She she um at five is is uh down by the car, and she sort of she gets a bit pissed at him because um because he didn't he he kept that from her the the real cause of the apocalypse. Um. So so Vanya's a bit sort of she I don't know doesn't doesn't feel so much like helping anymore. Yeah. And uh and goes back to the farm where the the family lives that she uh, is staying with. Um. Meanwhile, Allison is trying to track down her husband Raymond after the uh, the sit-in last night turned rather violent. Um, so she's calling a hospital and <laughs> she calls a hospital asking for him, and then she's she's told they don't they don't treat Negroes there. Is that what? Whoa, what they I missed that. Yeah, right. It was pretty. It was like fucking hell. All right. Um, she she uh, yeah hangs up on them. And that was because based on what his name. Uh, how do I miss that? Yeah, I, Jesus. Yeah, I do, actually, I don't know why. The, oh, I don't know. Um, maybe I'm looking for my black husband. <laughs> Is he being treated at your racist hospital? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, probably a good thing then. Um, I imagine like Allison must still be getting used to it as well. Like how? Yeah. How? Uh, um, full on. You know, in institutionalized. Well, is that the right word? How like ingrained the yeah, racism is? Yeah. Like I say, um, I know obviously it's not it's not gone now, but it's just not so um, out in the open. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, un- under under the covers. No, that's not right. Um, the uh, okay. So um, um, she she's there with um, she's there with Klaus, right? Because Klaus put, sort of pulled her out after the um. Uh, you know, it, well, because it was basically a riot going on. I suppose it was all, you know, civil unrest um, happening in the streets last night at the because of the sit-in, um, and, and Klaus sort of pulled her out of that. And so, where are they? They're at Allison's house at this point. Klaus is there. Is that right? Or are they at Klaus's house? Wait, what? When? What's happening? So this is the, when 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 uh, Allison is making this phone call. Klaus is there. None of this is really important. Anyway. I don't yeah, remember is, this scene at all. What was I doing? Uh, Al- Alison is regretting. She, she's talking to Klaus. She was regretting using her power, right? Uh, yeah. Because she she said, I heard a rumor to the police officer who was beating her husband. Um, and, uh, you know, he he walked away. Um, so, she's, she regrets that because Ray 
was obviously freaked out by it, didn't understand it, whatever. Um, but then again, like, she, I mean, Ray could be dead if she didn't, you know, use her power. So I guess that's the the uh, trouble with, um, the, you know, the, the problem that she has at the moment. Um, Klaus... Uh, he shares an, an unhelpful allegory about a scorpion and a frog. I've heard Remember that, that recently. <laughs> was, that- it, was it when you were watching this episode? Uh, yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it was only this afternoon. No, but I've heard <laughs> it. Um, I heard it in another show. Someone used it. Uh, and the allegory is about a, a frog and a scorpion. Like they have to cross a river and the scorpion goes, can I have a ride on your back? And the frog goes, no, you'll sting me. He's like, why would I sting you? Then we'll both drown or something like that. So the frog takes it over and then uh, the scorpion stings him and they both drown. And the frog goes, why'd you do that? And he said, I'm well, I'm a scorpion. It's just what I, what I do. What it's what that? I do. It's in my nature. Yeah. Is that is that kind of but Cla- it? Klaus didn't even Klaus didn't even get through all of that. He's just like, and they both drown. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, and she uh, said, just, what's the point of that? <laughs> I'm just reading about that now. So, the fable does not explicitly state the moral it tries to teach and thus is left to interpretation. Right. A common interpretation is that people with vicious personalities cannot resist hurting others, even when it's not in their interests. That, yeah, that seems to be the, the clearest um, message from that. I don't know if that, uh, if that really relates. I mean, uh, it's not like Alison... If he's talking about Alison using her power because because that's what she is in her nature to do, I I don't know. She's she's wrestling with the idea of whether whether or not her power is actually good or not, whether she should be using it or should be avoiding it. Klaus, I guess, is saying it's you use it. It's natural, even if it causes you know, even if it wrecks things. I don't know. I, I don't know quite what is going on here. And I, probably Klaus doesn't know what is going on here either. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just, it, it just he, he's just it trying just to help. Seemed like a, one of those funny moments where he thought he was saying something deep and then she's like, <laughs> yeah. And he sort of realizes he's going through it that he's lost control of it or it maybe it wasn't there after all. Yeah. Probably he's been doing a bit of that as this, this cult leader that he's turned himself into. Um, so, uh, what else happens? So, so five visits Diego and Lila at uh, Elliot's place. Elliot's the conspiracy theorist that they're kind of crashing with at the moment, I guess. Um, so, uh, and oh, and he, and he says he he knows um, where where their dad is going to be because he uh, grabbed a, an invitation um, when they when they went to the umbrella factory um, to a, a a gala at the Mexican consulate, and it's tonight. So they're like, we can go find Sir Reggie. Diego's recovered pretty much from his stab wound now. Um, Lila, I guess, is, has just snuck back. You know, she she snuck off to this hotel to hang out with the handler overnight, but she she snuck back to to hang out um, with the group again. Um, and uh, and here they 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 see that the the invite is from this this guy. A, a, you know. A, a figure in the Mexican government, I think, is it maybe? Um, but Elliot recognizes the name as one of the Majestic Twelve, which is a, a secret committee or a shadow government, is uh, I think another way they describe it. Um, Illuminati so, confirmed. Yeah. This is uh, Elliot once again being a, a helpful conspiracy theorist, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, that guy. He's, I know all about this guy. Yeah. Um, 
and and he also explains that only eleven of the twelve, uh, only eleven of the majestic twelve have been identified, and it's heavily implied that there that Sir Reggie is indeed the twelfth majestic, twelfth uh, member of this uh, secret committee, um, or shadow government, pulling the strings behind the scenes, um, which I you know makes sense. That that's not a surprise. He's a very mysterious character. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh. Yeah, it's um, it's funny to see him here. Like, we still have no idea what his story is. Yeah, Reggie. he's so still eccentric. a very mysterious character. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> just trying to slide that in. Ah, uh, very mysterious. Yeah, just so I... eccentric. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's a that's a big deal. Um, we see what else. Vanya re- returns to the farm, and um, Sissy. Was obviously very worried about her. Yeah, so she returns um, with the broken car because she stacked it <laughs> when the Swedes came after her. And yeah. and Sissy's real cool about it. She's like, hey, I, I don't care about the car. I'm just stoked you're back in one piece because she'd been gone for a little while and then called in the yeah, middle of her absence long? as well. Maybe like, what, for like a day? Da- yeah. It was at least think what, if- she called the next day after she went out for that drive. That was night time. And then the next day she yep. called her from the cafe and five hung up the phone for her. And then maybe that was, maybe it was still that same day. Was it? Yeah. I can't remember the, her sleeping anywhere. No. Um, they normally show that. They normally show the full eight hours. Yeah. Well, no, actually it's, it's the night after Luther's fight. So it is, oh, yeah, I it think is another it, there day. was a night yeah. there. But maybe she crashed at at Elliot's place, where Five, I guess, is crashing yeah, at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? They, yeah, they don't go into it. And look, at really, it's not that important. No. Um, Klaus uh, goes to a diner. He's, I guess, staking out a diner or something. He, he finds David, or if he follows in there, I don't know. But he but he finds his uh, late partner david uh, at this diner and sits down with him finds his late and, partner uh, earlier in early. yeah what a trip so he's he's seeing his now dead partner before he met him and he's yes um trying to convince him not to go to war which he told us he was going to do yeah, but I, I assumed it was going to be uh, a bit less direct yeah, with how I, he was going to achieve that surely you just go hey I really think you got to consider not going to war. I, you know, some, like not joining the army, but going. Yeah, I've seen the future. You die. Yeah, but he basically sits down and says, "I know you," and he's like, "Yeah, we, you bought paint off me at the hardware store." He's like, "No, I know, you, I know," and basically like drops a bunch of knowledge about yeah. his life, of his family and stuff, um, which would obviously be quite freaky to hear, uh, and then tells him that. You know, you're, you don't enlist. If you enlist, then there's this big war coming, and and you will die, basically. Um, which is, yeah, I, I, I don't know why he expected to him to take that well mm. or to believe all of that. It would be a very weird thing to hear. Yeah. Um, but then this guy Brian. So is is this guy Brian? Is that his? Is his this uncle. David's uncle? Yeah. So Brian walks up, uh, to to the the booth uh, sitting down at. Um, and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, 
and uh, and David's like, he bought pink paint office at the hardware store. And so Brian straight away is like, well, he's a he's queer, obviously, is what he says. He just calls him a queer. Um, and then he basically- uh, which I guess is a, and then um, the sign of the times. Klaus keeps trying to convince him. He said, "Don't go to war. You don't. You don't need to join the army." And um, and his uncle Brian um, goads David into punching Klaus, which he does. Yeah. And then Klaus uh, is driven back to booze. He's been off the booze this whole time since he went to the sixties, yeah. and um, Ben tries to talk him out of it, but. He can't. It's a real. It's a bummer. What a bummer of a scene. And then it's, yeah. I don't. I didn't really. I often like their sort of psychedelic, um, music montage scenes, but th- <laughs> this one was, was such a downer because yeah. you're watching an alcoholic lapse, and they're trying to yeah. turn it into a fun, <laughs> <laughs> a fun scene with. Um, Class makes everything fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he He's made it makes character. it look good, of course. Um, I'm not sure what like they make it. It's all in the bottle shop of him just holding up bottles. Yeah, he's just walking the aisles drinking. It's more of a yeah, it's more of a shopping montage than a drinking montage. Yeah, um, he's. Uh, it's interesting that he's been sober for the three years yeah, that he's been because in the 60s. it's he's not he's not fired around by legions of uh, ghosts like the drinking was trying yeah. to protect him from in the first season. Yeah, right. I'll- what? But why would that be any different? Maybe he's just learned to control it now. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good point. He's because that that big battle I think pushed everybody with their powers, um, and it is a new beginning. I I um, yeah. I would have thought, hey, the world's ending. I've been thrown back in time, sixty years almost. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm all alone. Like that—that that feels to me like at the time that you might go back mm. to the booze. But um, no, it's it's obviously great that he, I guess, decided to to start fresh. Yeah, start and a see cult it as a new beginning. Start a, and start a cult. Start a fresh cult instead. Yeah, and he. But even even as as the cult was not bringing him the satisfaction that he needed from life, he he still didn't go back to the booze. Yeah, it's true. Um, even though that would have been. Very tempting and probably very easy. Like he, he was in a situation where he was, I guess, wealthy and could have had anything he wanted, um, and was unfulfilled. But yeah, didn't didn't go to the booze. But he, this is obviously enough. Like his his um, dead boyfriend punching him yeah. was kind of and and probably to, uh, looking like he's probably still going to go to the go to. <laughs> Uh, join well, the yeah, army and die again. Although I wonder, yeah. with, without him there, maybe he doesn't die in the same way because Klaus won't be there. So that must be some yeah, sort of that's butterfly. Interesting effect. as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. so Klaus arrives back at his mansion where he's sort of squatting, or he's sort of squatting, or he's sort of been giving it because of his cult leader status. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what the story is there. But as he arrives, he realizes that all his followers have found him there. So he yeah. runs away, throwing all his big bag of booze, shattering it on the ground. Yeah, because he's being mobbed by by these by the, his followers by the uh, by the Destiny's children. Yeah, um, Allison uh, goes to the salon where where the, the group have their meetings, um, and Ray is there with the rest of the group who are having a meeting uh, without her. Um, and I, I I find this is a bit I. The, Ray's reaction to her doing the I heard a rumor thing I, it feels a bit 
unbelievable to he me. Jumps anyway, he jumps to a he, pretty wild conclusion. Yeah, he, he believes he she's an undercover she's, agent for maybe the FBI or the police or something. Yeah, yeah, she's in, in cahoots with the cops, which I suppose makes some like all all he he kind of explains all, all he saw was her whispering into the ear of a, a cop that was beating him, mm. and he and he walks away, and so I, I you know. I suppose in his position, like, what could she possibly have said yeah. to make him do that other than some sort of, like, code word or, yeah. like, you know, so- there's something going on here, they're in cahoots sort of thing. Um, she tries to explain, it's like, no, I, you know, I, I just begged him to to stop. It's like, oh, it doesn't seem like that's what happened. Mm. So, he, he, I guess, is feeling betrayed by that and, and because he, I guess, if, if she, if from his point of view, she's in cahoots with the cops, then- then like their whole relationship is a lie, right? Like she yeah. she's trying to infiltrate their movement, not not actually work with them. And you know he's he talks about how how they met and how she was like looking at flyers for their their meetings and stuff. I think and was you know really enthusiastic about joining. And she's like, well, this is why you're enthusiastic about all this because it's because you you know wanted to um you know infiltrate it and undermine it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I see where it's coming from, but I mean, like, do they not have a bit of trust? They've been married for a year. Yeah, um, I mean, there must be more than that, right? It's just, it's just, um, t- like, how do? You, why would that be so weird that she was, <laughs> that someone would want to be involved in his cause? Does he think it's that ridiculous yeah. that someone would be enthusiastic about it? Also, she's not. It doesn't seem like at all that she's trying to hinder them, like or undermine what they're doing. Like she's very active in mm. in trying to, um, you know, help their cause. I wonder so- what he thought her calling off the cop would have been. Like we we need this guy for some reason because I'm undermining them, <laughs> so don't kill him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, that, yeah. I so mean, that's yeah. There's logic one. in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> and probably yeah. being in that position, you would be prone to some paranoia, or you'd need to be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. You'd. You'd be um, used to not trusting people, or used to being, being taken advantage of, or whatever. So Di- Diego, <clears throat> Lila, and Five uh, go to this gala where the Majestic Twelve are going to be. Um, they have to sneak yeah. in. For some reason, I was. Th- <laughs> I thought they were going to be able to get in by the front door, but they jump a fence and... Um, they weren't invited to this gala event. Uh, and um, then, oh, the first... So, um, Five tells Lila or Leela that he doesn't trust her. It's Lila. Lila. He said says he doesn't trust Lila. And yeah. she's like, well, whatever. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, he's like, I don't, Diego, Diego's fallen for your bullshit, but I don't trust you. And then, which I don't, I'm not sure if that's like five having a bit of insight there, or I think he just doesn't trust anybody yeah. really. So I don't know if that's particularly special. I don't think he he knows anything more than, you know, he's he's letting on or anything like right. that. I think he's just being naturally untrustworthy of people. Well, because it sorry, un- untrusting. Sorry, it looks people. like later that she sort of wins his trust. Strangely, when I thought he was gonna like see through her. When she sort of yeah. saved his ass later, I'm like, I thought he was going to be like, wow, she fights very well for someone who's never talked about being in a fighting. Yeah. And, um, but he's like, oh, maybe she is on our side. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because she is, isn't she? Yeah. At, at, at least in, in the way that 
it's her job to protect five. But the handler in the earlier scene was like, if you want to kill someone, just kill Diego. It's like, <laughs> she's not not really all on the same team, no. but, but at least for now, um, five and Lila have uh, have their interests aligned somewhat. So they sneak in. Uh, Diego also says something. In it. He so- it seems like he. Oh, there's a little bit of doubt in his mind about Lila as well. Lila? Yeah, because he's like, where because she five goes off to I don't know, go find Sir Reggie at this at this part the dinner party, and um and Lila goes to follow him, and Diego's like, hey, where are you going? Um, and she's like, what? And he's and he's like, where you you just you know you're disappearing again? Where where were you? Where'd you go last night? And she covers it covers for it by saying that she went to the pharmacy to get some. Something for his stab wound, yeah. but like all night. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that. And it was weird. Maybe she it was goes, an all night pharmacy. Are we gonna do this now? Like it was. Like you'd only say that if it is an actual thing. Yeah. If it, if you'd just gone to the pharmacy, you'd say you wouldn't say. Are we gonna do this now? You'd say oh, I was just at the pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. So, <laughs> and then Diego sees across the room uh, a woman, a blonde woman. And he mm. goes over to her, and it is at least the actor who plays uh, the robot mum from season one, Grace. Yeah. Uh, so, and, but she has the, a different the, one accent. Thing that, a thicker. One thing accent. that happens just before this. Oh, okay. Um, that I thought was interesting was Diego and Lila dancing, um, and sort of, I, it it was in this scene where I realised that. Lila and Diego, they kind of aren't so different. Like, Lila, they've kind of had similar upbringings, haven't they? They've both had, like, overbearing parents that are training them to be assassins, basically. Yeah. Um, But obviously, neither of them know that about each other. Well, maybe Lila knows that about Diego. I don't know. Hmm. We don't know what Lila knows. Anyway. So yes, you're right. They, Diego spots a woman, and it, it it's it's their mother Grace, but younger, I think it seems. But, yeah, and also well before she was needed to be invented for young Vanya as a as a nanny. So that's I, right. So I guess we're to assume that this is the real woman who Reggie based the robot on. Yeah. Or I I think so. She's clearly more of a uh, more human-like, yeah. or ha- you know, has more of a personality than than the Grace that we know from season yeah. one. And she also said, he, um, he Diego asked her, "Oh, do you know Sir Reggie?" And she says, "Oh, he's my date tonight." And then Diego's like, "Oh, yeah. that's disgusting! Yuck! Can't <laughs> even picture it. Gross! I'm spewing up! We're gonna spew!" Because I guess I I is this because Diego thinks that. Well, I guess Diego just doesn't want to think about his his parents on a date. Yeah, it's um, a weird but reaction. But also, I wonder if he. But is he assuming that that Grace is a robot at this stage as I, well? Yeah, like, I don't know. Because he maybe doesn't know when Grace was built. Oh, uh, true. And uh, I mean, ro- we don't either. Grace. It definitely could still be a ro- well, that's robot. true. Grace. Yeah, but we we ass- yeah based on a scene in the first season, we assume that she was created to deal with. Uh, Vanya, yeah, right. Vanya's outburst. She was killing all the yeah. human nannies. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, was that was, was interesting, fun. and we sort of wonder where that's going. Um, 
And then... Yeah, it makes me think she's going to die or something. And then Sir Reggie, I don't know, ends up just making a robot of her likeness, which is a bit of a creepy idea. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They, um, they, they cut away to Luther who's eating like seven plates of food. He's got a real big appetite, being a huge. He's eating man. his feelings. Yes, and uh, then Allison wanders past, luckily, and then they have a long embrace. And that was an interesting effect there, just or not a not super special effect, but they, while they were hugging, all the other people at the the cafe uh, disappeared, and then they stopped hugging. They really yeah, it's like it's like they're the only two people in the world mm. for that moment. Um, it's a fun little thing. Yeah, it was a cute little bit, and then. But yeah, this is the first time they've seen each other in the 60s, yeah. right? So it's been in more than a year they've been apart from each other now. And they've, but both in the same city, I guess Dallas is a big mm. place. Um, and it's yeah, very this segregated is, this is as well, we found. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, that's a good point. So, um, yeah, this is the first time they've seen each other in this, this time period. Um, so there's a, a bit of awkward small talk there as, as they kind of catch up. They, they sort of find that between them, They've been in touch with the whole gang. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a chance to recap, kind of where everyone's at. Yeah. Um. So, oh, and 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 Luther f- f- fills in Allison about the impending apocalypse. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is she the last one to know? Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, she must be. Yeah. Um. She's been the most separate of of all of them so far. Like, she's the only one that five hasn't found for some yeah. reason. Right. Um, then we cut to Vanya, and she's explaining everything to Sissy, the woman who brought her in on the farm. And um, does, how much does he explain? I don't really remember explaining that much. But then uh, Harlan I, runs I, away. Yeah, she she basically she doesn't talk about the apocalypse and stuff, but she she basically just says, um, she yeah. What does she say about her absence? I guess she was just she was with her her brothers and stuff, but she she basically just says she has to leave. She kind of leaves it fairly mysterious as to why. Um, but yeah, she says she, and in fact, I don't even know why why Vanya is feels like she has to leave the farm. I guess she does feel like she has a duty to help out with the I, apocalypse I think she, thing, or she just wants to. She go. She thinks the Swedes right? are after her. I think, and with good reason, they ran yeah. her off the road and. Yeah, right. So maybe she just wants to run away she does, and I, just leave all I think of she was kind of, she didn't want to bring trouble to this nice farm family. Sissy yes, and her boy. that makes sense. So, but then I the boy, uh, Harlan, he runs out and- um, Yeah, cause so he, he overhears her saying that she has to leave. Mm. And so he's straight away in tears. Um, and yeah, he runs away. And she away finds and- a little duck that maybe he was wearing or something is floating on the on this little dam or little pond on their farm. Yeah. So she uses her powers in this new way where she just lifts the water out of the pond 
and then is able to walk into it because she sees him there and then brings him out and resuscitates him. Oh, she resuscitates him. Do you notice this? By breathing into him the little glow specks that we saw uh, Reggie release in the glass. So it's like these are the things that gives them powers, right? Or something. Maybe it gives him powers. I mean, I guess it gives him life in this case. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not it's thinking it's giving one. him powers, but I, I think it's like a some sort of a physical representation of Vanya's powers. Right. And maybe that was yeah. somehow when he released that jar, was that somehow sending, did they all go land in women around the world and impregnate them or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's what oh, I was maybe. trying to think what that meant. That's interesting. Because it was clearly yeah. a, a reference to that. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, that sounds. Yeah, so this is the, so. Out, right? um, so this is the s- second time Vanya's used her powers in this uh, time period, and again, it wasn't. It didn't seem like a conscious thing. She was. She just saw the the duck thing of his and feared for his life that he was drowned under the water, um, and you know, almost sort of sub- subconsciously raised the water and pulled mm-hmm. him out. Um, and and this yeah the, these specs it was he, he was dead I guess like he his lips were blue yeah. it looked like that was it for him and and so I I guess this these the little specs brought him back to life yeah I, I think so that's that's surely what we were meant to think yeah and then uh, and then Sissy catches up um, and is obviously pretty uh, happy to to find him there and and alive um. We cut away to uh, Luther coming home to his angry landlord yeah. <laughs> who's f- uh, patching up the brickwork. But it, it turns out he's not so angry, more scared of Jack Ruby. He's like, you're on his shit list and I don't want to be on it either, so I'm, you got to go. So he kicks yep, him out. He's like, please, evicted. I'll fix the wall. He's like, no, nah, you got to go. <laughs> so he's, I guess this is further re- just trying to push Luther back towards his family. He can't even stay in his yep. place anymore. He's going to have to maybe go back to the family um, for support or whatever. Then um, we're back uh, sort of a few hours later, I guess, and Vanya and Sissy are having a drink, talking about Harlan. Um, and then they they make out for a bit. Yeah, so Sissy is, is really shaken by the sort of, you know, the brush with death, I guess, um, or Harlan's brush with death. Um and uh, and yeah, it's just a bit of a, a tender moment. Sissy's she's explaining how lonely she feels because obviously her husband, who's I we've barely seen him through the show, like he's he's not really in the picture, so she doesn't feel like she really has much of a connection with her mm. husband, and she can't really connect with her son either because of his autism. So she's she um is just explaining that she's she feels very lonely, um and. And yes, she kisses Vanya, and Vanya kisses back, and so it goes. Uh, and then we uh-huh. cut to Luther and Elliot, the uh, conspiracy theory guy, um, offers Luther some nitrous oxide, like a. Yeah, so Luther gas, goes to Elliot's is? place. I think yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Elliot goes to 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 El- sorry, Luther goes to Elliot's place looking for five because he needs a place to crash. So yeah, I guess he's he's crashing with Diego and five and. Lila now at, at Elliot's place. Elliot recognizes him from the alley. He's like, "Oh, you're from the alley," which is, I guess, a confusing thing to hear for Luther yeah. um, years later. 
I, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and offers him, just offers him some nitrous. And then that, yeah, they have a sort um, of a tripping that, scene where they're laughing about everything, including Luther telling Elliot that uh, the world's everyone's going to be dead in seven days because they were both they were kind of relating yeah. on how both their lives aren't going quite to plan. Uh, Elliot's wife left him on their tenth anniversary and for his best friend yeah, or something so it's like all that. All these sad <laughs> um, bits and pieces from their lives, and then. Luther said, it doesn't really matter. We're all going to be dead in seven days. And there was a pause, and then they pissed themselves laughing about it. Bit of fun. Yeah. But uh, I'm guessing that uh, we'll come back. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the Majestic 12 gala, and uh, Five zaps himself into a cupboard inside the meeting room where uh, Reggie and the other 11... Uh, chatting about JFK and the assassination. And uh, Reggie hears Five in the cupboard and goes over and, tr- and sort of stabs him through the cupboard. But before he's able to do that, Five zaps himself out in the hallway just in time to get <laughs> attacked by one of the Swedes. And then... I love the idea that, um, that uh, Sir Reggie breaks out of this secret meeting to just go stab a closet yeah, and then open <laughs> to, to everybody else in the room there's no one no, in there no one else said <laughs> anything they must think he's crazy <laughs> yeah that was a wild maneuver uh, yeah we know that five was yeah. in there but anyway yeah and and so and at this the like very first lines of the of overheard dialogue in this meeting is that so are they they're plotting to kill jfk because he's poking into the roswell stuff oh, is that what they're talking about i was not paying enough attention this episode it's i i look i i didn't quite follow what was going on here either but it, it's it sounds like they're trying i don't know yes it is it, it does seem to be leaning right into all the conspiracy stuff around the 60s right i uh, look i don't know um but yeah so so five jumps into the hallway and um has it, it's obviously clear clear from all this that um that Sereji is the twelfth member of the yeah what is it the majestic twelve the majestic twelve whatever that means so yeah he's he's basically a um uh you know a, he's in this shadow government this secret committee that's yeah running things behind I the scenes and apparently the eccentric twelve you could call them that. Um, but you know, so Diego's in the hallway um, fighting two Swedes, and Five's got the third Swede fighting him. And Leela comes in, and she sort of has to choose between the two, and she's torn briefly because she's. It seems like she has some feelings for Diego. Diego asks for her help as he's being strangled. Um, yeah. But then the uh, voice of the handler rings through her ear, saying, "Protect Five at all costs." So she goes and protects Five. With a by sort of choking out the guy by putting her legs around his head and then flipping him over, which is yeah, quite a full on move. Slick move. I would have thought Five's watching this and he's not like, "Whoa, yeah. you're trained in some <laughs> some cool fighting <laughs> for someone who, as far as we knew, was just a a patient." I mean, patients can be good fighters. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really know anything about her no. past. I would have yeah, thought that, that you wouldn't Five's expect it, like. Would have been like, hey, what's going on here? But he was just like, hey, she is on my side. And it just looked like he sort of trusted her more then. Whereas Diego must yeah. be like, well, that was weird, weird for her to choose to save five who was in a one-on-one 
rather than me who's in a two-on-one. Um, and this this is where it felt to me that the well, it seemed pretty clear that the commission we we don't know what the commission is doing. Like, is does the commission uh, are the are the Swedes the commission or is the handler the commission? Because they can't that surely they can't both be working at the behest of the handler, mm. right? This 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 clearly is that they're not she not on the same. Did, team. She did try and clear that up. She said. Um, that's it's just meant to it was meant to look that way. If they wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, it's a, it's all a performance. Yeah. But I, I, I don't get. I don't know. That what's it the seems point like of that performance? There's more. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they haven't in terms of like killing people. They have not been very effective. I mean, they killed that woman to live in her yeah, house. Yeah, they killed that guy put her head in a when he pretended to be a milkman with a, and but just shot him. Oh <laughs> the yeah, guy on the front yeah. desk at the at the yeah the police yeah. station. Oh no! The yeah, the asylum. It um yeah, it definitely I. Yeah, I don't know. They seem to be killing randos, but they don't seem to be. It's hard to know whether they genuinely want to kill mm. the um the umbrella people, or um if they they are just putting on a show for some reason. But yeah, I just, I'm not. Uh, and then the final thing we see is that uh, Reggie is leaving with Grace and Five yells out something in, I don't know, oh, hang on. It's Greek, I yes. think. It's ancient Greek. Apparently it's something from Maybe? one of Homer's works uh, in ancient Greek and Reggie sort of clocks it but doesn't stop and he, he heads off anyway. Grace was like, what was that about? And I think he's like, no big deal. Yeah, but it definitely got his attention. Yeah. So it was obviously um, maybe Five knew that was one of his favourite passages or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that's that's the episode. So it was, I don't know, I I mean, it was still good, but it was probably my least favourite one of this season so far. Yeah, it, it feels like it's, um, there was a, there was information in there, yeah. but it didn't feel like heaps was happening really. Yeah. Um, it it did sort of clarify things a bit, and we do have this this new uh, majestic twelve. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely a revelation, and it, it seems like Sir Reggie is, you know, at least partly responsible for uh, the assassination of yeah, JFK. Yeah. So when they have that video of him on the grassy knoll, maybe that was unless he's potentially he's not. You know, he could be a double agent inside the majestic twelve. You know, there's so many twists and turns that are still to come, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah. So that that is the episode. Do you want to go through some uh, feedback from listeners? I did yeah, I try sure. to find because it was vaguely recently someone told the scorpion and the frog thing in a movie or a TV show, and the person who they were telling it to, they thought they're like, so I'm the frog, and that guy's like, no, you're the scorpion, and I can't remember what it was, but apparently it's been used in a bunch of different hmm. shows. Uh, and movies yeah. like, is it an Aesop? I think fable? It's, it was possibly at one point. Um, yeah, right. So, uh, what's some of the? It was in Heroes, Angels, Buffy, Star Trek. It was oh, in yeah. part two of Star Trek Voyager episode Scorpion. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I think I remember that. Um. Yeah, I've definitely heard it before. So that's, and that's probably where I've heard it is Star Trek or Buffy or but something. Yeah, it like looks that. like it's been used in a lot of things, but I just cannot put my finger on where I saw it recently. But yeah, it's 
funny that it's come up twice and now I realize, oh, this is just a thing in a, it's just a big thing everywhere. It's a, fa- it's just a famous one. It looks like it was used in the Golden Girls, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And it basically just means you can't, you can't escape your I guess so, even if it's, even if you're, um, you know, at your own demise. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop looking, but yeah, if anyone knows what I might be talking about, <laughs> let me know. But it looks like it could be a million different things. It's in the crying game, Natural Ball Killers, Dog Man. I haven't seen any of those films, so I don't think it's any of those. Dog Man. Superman 2, Batman Forever. I get this isn't, it's not always, some of these it's more like played out. It's not a, like a, they're not actually mentioning oh. it. Sometimes it's just like the trope of yeah, the, right. Uh, the scorpion. Um, anyhow, if you want to get involved in in some feedback on the show, there's a link in the show notes. Just click on that, and you can fill out a little form, like many people have done before. Uh, there was one I saw that I missed, or maybe it was sent through after we'd done the episode, but it was from. Uh, Tyler in Michigan, uh, it was about season one, episode two. Let's see what he says. He says, hey, guys, I'm so happy you guys are continuing on with season two. My question is, if you could add an eighth sibling to the family, what would they be like and what would their powers be? Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what are the classic ones that I mean? There's no f- flying man, yeah. or woman. Um, um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say super speed, but but I guess five kind yeah, of he can, sort of does. He that. can zap around and stuff. What about invisibility? Is a classic one. But what about someone who can whatever they draw comes real? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I can see that being uh, an addition so, to these guys. Like they're under pressure. There's a big apocalypse scene, and they're going, <laughs> "Give me a second. Someone Give grab me, me a piece of paper and a pencil." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Be fun. So they, I mean, the limitation of it is they've got to be able to find the pencil. So, so you'd be uh, able, yeah, like, right? They need plot a, yeah. wise, you'd be able to write reasons why they can't do that. They broke their hand. <laughs> it pens out of yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I was only one small part of this picture away from saving the world. Uh, Tyler uh, hasn't given us his own. He's broken your rule. Oh, what no about good. you, Ev? What do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure. I, um, oh, I mean, there's so many possible powers. I just keep going back to the, the sort of default ones. Like invisibility and flying and all this. Yeah, sort of there's things. no invisible person. Um, I reckon a like a like a fire person oh, would yeah. be cool. Get some fire going on. The Human Torch. Yeah. Is that a Why that, not? the classic fire person? Is he the one from the Fantastic Four? Because one of them's a Human Torch, isn't they? <laughs> isn't they? Uh, Aren't they? <laughs> I think so. No. I'm not good at. That yeah, sounds Fantastic right Four is one that I never got into because the movies were always meant to be lame. I never even saw them. Yeah, I'd, but 
didn't like Apparently the, the comic saw. books were yeah, quite Yeah, because they're DC, good. not... They're meant to be yeah. really, like, a classic team, but they just never did it that well at the at, on the big screen. Um, Tyler does go on to say, also, it's my birthday on the 11th. I don't know if the 11th of what. Uh, happy birthday for then, if it was in the past, or happy yeah. birthday for then, if it's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says, as a birthday wish, I was wondering if you could please plug my Instagram account at thug underscore Caesar. I understand if you don't. No, we won't. We won't. <laughs> well, luckily he understands if we if we won't. But just to let you know, it is almost primate-based, lol. Thanks again. <laughs> uh, well, I think that uh, that should have that it should prick up some people's bloody interest. A primate related. I think you peak interest. Your Pinterest. Yeah. What? What? Um, <laughs> thank you, Tyler, for that message. Uh, this one's from Ben Johnson from Milton Keynes in England. Met Ben a couple times. Lovely man. Uh, he writes Hey, Matt and Evan. Sorry, not primates related, but just want to ask Evan hmm. where I can get my hands on one of those red, stupid old studios mugs I saw in a recent <laughs> Jimmy James The Jaming Show. Uh, by the way, I'm loving having the show uh, back. Keep up the great work, Ben. Cheers, Ben. Are they any any available? Uh, Ev? We, uh we don't. Uh, we 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 don't have any of them available. We we had. Um, I think we had like a few dozen of them made. Um, there's somewhere around the office. Oh, so I could get one. But uh, you could get, yeah, and I could you pass could get it one. on to Ben. If Ben ever, if, I yeah, mean, in this post-COVID world, I don't know how soon Ben will be popping down to Melbourne. But um, yeah, uh, maybe we should. We've had a few people ask about those. I don't, I, do another yeah. run. I mean, that, I guess they are cool. We should do another run, and we should get yeah, sell them on the website yeah. or something. New source of yeah, income. Yeah. I mean, in this post-COVID world, uh, we've got to look at all options. Yeah. Uh, yeah, should do. I was thinking about that today. Maybe doing another run of primates beanies. Things we're back. They sold out <laughs> real quick. Well, so, yeah. So, uh, if if hmm. oh yeah, I guess if anyone's interested, maybe I I yeah. made a hundred the first time. So maybe there was exactly a hundred people who wanted one. <laughs> um, so it's been to somewhere. Uh, thanks, Ben. This next one's from Zach in Hawaii. Zach writes, "Hi Matt and Evan, so glad, so glad you guys are back, and the Monkey House is in full swing. I had a blast listening to your reviews of the first season of Umbrella Academy, and I'm really excited to hear you tackle season two. My question for you is: If you were to end up in Sir Reginald Hargreaves slash Hargraves' shoes, monocle, eccentric <laughs> hat, and all, where uh, where you have adopted seven superpowered children, what would you name your academy?" Uh, and he's he's listed some suggestions. One of them, the Umbrella Academy, which I think. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds good. Like uh, Monkey Academy is pretty good <laughs> as well, and also <laughs> Banana Academy. I like. I think that's my favorite of those. The Banana Academy makes yeah. as much sense yeah. as Umbrella Maybe Academy. Maybe if you if you bought a banana yeah. factory in the sixties, was that in this? No, we no, don't know. No, when it looked that like was. it was more like uh, turn of the century. Turn of the century, whatever that means. What does um, turn well, of the century mean? 1900s? Normally, now it'll start to mean uh, early 2000s, but it means early 1900s, right. I think, normally when people say it. Just the start yeah, of the century. Turn, as the century turns. Or the, or the end. 
Sure. I assume. Yes. I've been um, wrong before. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, well, you put those in my head. Now I can't think for myself. What about um, uh, Can Academy? I'm looking at things in front of me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like the Khan Academy, oh. which is the online, is that like an yeah, online learning that's thing? That's what I meant. Yeah. Khan Academy. <laughs> Sounds like you're supporting Academy. Khan Academy. Yeah. Khan boys. You can do it. Khan of um, Uh What about Microphone, microphone Academy? Academy. Pretty good. Um, Wall Academy. Adobe Audition. Wall Light Academy is pretty fun. Lightning. <laughs> what about Lightning Academy? That's cool. Oh, that's You'd have cool. the lightning strike as a symbol. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. I'll call it the uh, Jimmy <laughs> James Academy. We should get someone to illustrate the uh, mascot of the show, Jimmy James. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Do you think he looks like a little cricket, like whatever that guy's name is? <laughs> like Jimmy cricket. cricket. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy James. James. A little like game in cricket. cricket. Uh, Zach, what? I'm so sorry that, that <laughs> those answers sucked. <laughs> Great question, though. But I, I think Lightning Academy. I don't know if that's fun, but I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Zach, from Hawaii. Uh, Simon from the UK writes, uh, thought I'd try to help you clarify with the confusion about the timeline of Five's first apocalypse. Oh, I remember we were... Bit confused about this a few weeks ago, Ev. Because yes, he I remember the yeah, confusion. I can't even remember how we were confused. Anyway, let's let Simon fix it for <laughs> us. In the original timeline, before five jumps back in time and changes things, the world ends after a big confrontation in the Umbrella Academy building between Vanya and Leonard and the rest of the Academy, which is why in that timeline Luther was holding Leonard's glass eye. However, five coming back changed the timeline of the events. And so, instead, the Academy gets destroyed the day before the world ends instead. So, even though in both timelines the apocalypse still happens, uh, the timeline of the events was different. Of course. Yes. That is... It's obvious now that you say that. Yeah, right. And some of those things are just coincidental uh, that the Academy was exploded separately and stuff. Yeah, right. So, But we never see that version of the apocalypse where... Uh, where Leonard is there. No, but we do see him with the eye. I guess we're just yeah, led to so assume. That's interesting. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I didn't... That's and a, I wonder that's if that... Thanks did the moon explode in that one? Probably not. Because the Earth needs the moon um, to survive, doesn't it? Isn't the moon quite important? Uh, Yeah, but I mean, if it's an apocalypse, then... Yeah, but five lived through... Like, Earth didn't... Earth was still livable for five for decades longer. Yeah. I thought right. it wasn't it something Whereas about version... the moon like keeps it's like it'd be something about it's got its own gravitational pull and it controls the tides. Yeah. I mean that's I gotta be important. <laughs> we need I to mean, get some yeah, sort I, of sign to Sandy like... Matthews on to explain all this. Yeah. I feel like you can't just blow up the moon. Yeah, it would throw the earth out of its regular orbit, yeah. right? And then it would wind up being just float off further or closer to the sun. Well, it would still be orbiting the sun, but it might move closer or further away from the sun. And a small adjustment there would would mean the climate would change significantly. 
maybe solving climate change. I don't know. Maybe maybe all we need maybe. to do is blow up the moon. <laughs> worth a try, it's at the very least. Further worth away a try. from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one comes from a nameless person. They haven't, they forgot, or maybe on purpose Ooh. didn't put in their name. That's mysterious. Never written. This season is so enjoyable. Oh, that's nice. I love the reading these. The feedback. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to put my name to a comment <laughs> like that either. That's pretty controversial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this season is so enjoyable. I think I'd almost like it if uh, I'd almost like it a lot if you two, when you're planning on watching the same show, just did a little podcast like this. Maybe a separate podcast so it didn't have to have primates. I don't mean like a strictly <laughs> scheduled podcast. It's weighing <laughs> us down. Yeah, it is. Just if there's maybe a big show dropping that everyone's watching and you think it will be interesting, just recording a few pods to discuss because this is so nice. But then that Aww. would do, uh, that would be a lot of extra work. So understandable why you wouldn't. Love the pod. You have to do Avatar The Last Airbender when season two is done and you decide to bring Primates back closer to its original form. Well, thank you, nameless person. That's a good suggestion. So. <laughs> I thought they, yeah. was, they were saying that we do a separate one, but they're saying an extra podcast. <laughs> More podcasts. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this, 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 uh, it's, uh, Primates has an uncertain future in that it kind of ended and then came back again yeah. for this series. But Maybe we could start we, um, a separate podcast called uh, Binge, Binge Boys. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I mean, we can, work, we can um, work on the name. Maybe we could call it Lightning Academy. S- s- Screen mates. Yeah. Um that's not very good. <laughs> it also it, it 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 that that sort of boxes us into doing screen oh, yeah. related. I don't want to do which... that. It could be we want to keep it No. What if we pamphlets. wanted to branch out into maybe like podcast. podcasts? I was thinking <laughs> we could do a podcast po- po- What about po- like supermarket po- catalogs? Oh, what's on the specials this week? Bananas. <laughs> uh <laughs> They're, uh, you know, 99 cents a kilo. Great value. Yep. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we, we obviously we watch a lot of the same shows, just not necessarily in sync with each other, whereas this is, is kind of fun because we're watching it yeah. uh, week to week. At least now I we are. I, I had, watched this um, season so long ago if it wasn't for this show, but I'm, I'm saving them for the day of recording each week. And we record them on the day that we put them out. Basically, I'll... We both watch it Thursday afternoons at Melbourne time, record it early Thursday yeah. evening and put it out Thursday night. It's so very we can be topical, topical stuff. Possible. We can be exactly up to date. <laughs> like, for instance, I can say, oh, uh, you know, everyone saw Melbourne Storm win the NRL grand final on Sunday. But, I mean, that's days ago now. What's something oh, more they? topical? Uh, there were three three cases three in Victoria cases today. In Victoria. In the, uh, three COVID cases. We've been, we've been looking at closely because we we had two days in a row with zero donuts. new cases. And donuts became uh, a big which, meme. Donuts, which is a very umbrella. Yeah, which I look. I love donuts, but I didn't even have any donuts, and I was very disappointed mm. that I didn't because I I could have and I had let myself down. Donut. And all of you. Normally, you think um, of having donuts which as means letting yourself go, but not having donuts is letting yourself down. Yeah, I've had more donuts um, this lockdown. We're, yeah, than we're, I we're have kind of probably for the last five years. I've been going donut mad, <laughs> loving the donuts. They're great. Um, yeah, but we're uh, we're out of lockdown now, which means we can we're not today, but we'll 
get back in our back in the actual monkey house. Yeah, I think we'll be able to record next week in the same room. The official monkey house. Back in the pod studio. Very exciting stuff. What was the question? Uh, oh, they were suggesting we do another podcast. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, we could do that. If there's a show that comes up, like, we could do the, the Mandalorian season two is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. Well, we probably, don't want great. To, probably don't want to be doing two shows at once, but but I'm oh, sure there'll, yeah, be, there'll be shows. There's lots of good shows out. We could we could do something. If anyone has yeah, any suggestions. Normally- of new shows coming out. Um, yeah, when we've, we're done with this. Ideally, um, you want to know that they're good shows before yeah. we start, before we commit to doing a, a yep. episodic podcast uh, about it. But um, so, I mean, something like The Mandalorian would be great because we, we again, we've seen we've seen season one. We know that mm. it's good. Um, and now, uh, yeah, now season two is coming out. So, that's an option. And right. it's also got the, uh, obviously, it's got the... Uh, Sklavorkian monkey lizard or whatever it was. Oh yeah, that was our that was our tenuous link to which upset a few listeners <laughs> when we did an episode on it. Was I on that? I don't remember that at all. Oh, maybe you weren't. Uh, I may I'm have sure been. Cass and I just Page forgotten. was on it, and maybe Adam Carnavale. I've been on with them, and I I don't remember. Yeah, right. Maybe you Let weren't. Otherwise, you'd remember that monkey lizard because we talked about it a little bit. I vaguely recall it. Uh, all right, maybe we'll do a couple more here. This one's from Jay Cormack from Port Allen in La. What was it? Louisiana, I reckon. Um, what do you mean? Unless it's a suburb of LA. Yeah, right. It's also possible. Uh, wait, I'm trying to go through the L states in my head. I think there's only one. <laughs> um, Jay says, I think they said the Sir Reggie numbered them based on usefulness to him. But I reckon it's just the order in which he discovered slash adopted them. Ah, right. Fairly arbitrary so, then. Yeah, it does sound it's a bit arbitrary. But it also, I mean, I reckon you can make the case. It does feel like on uh, one to seven is sort of their seniority. But maybe that's sort of a labeling theory thing where they would, he was Luther was told he was number one. So he grew up feeling like the leader. Yeah. But then, I reckon what he, is it? Nominative. Nom- no, non nominative uh, determinism or something. Yeah, that's true. This would be numberative determinism. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, numerative, maybe. Numerative oh, okay. Uh if you wanted to sound more sensible. <laughs> uh yeah, that's interesting. I mean I mean it the you know, the the show can can have named them uh, you know, based on that logic, but but also, yeah. but it can still be true that Sir Reggie, the character, named them arbitrarily. It fi- it seems fitting with his character that he named them arbitrarily. He doesn't seem to really care. No, about, but he also seems uh, like he's kind of calculating at the same time, right? Yeah. Like he, I reckon he does care about results and how he can manipulate them. It's uh, true. Yeah, I wonder what uh, Jezza, Jezza Way, uh, Jared, J- Gerard oh, yeah. Way. I'm not that. He'd uh, go by. Do you reckon he'd go by Jezza? Jez. Probably to his friends. Yeah. I don't know him that well though. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't assume. Uh, this one's from Rich Compo from Everett, Washington. Rich Compo. Does it? Does, does this make sense to you? It says option twenty-two. That's what he's filed this under. Either. What? That's possibly. Um, a glitch in my system where I've left that as an accidental option or it's a reference to something that I don't get. Either way, I love your work, Rich. 
<laughs> and your name, Rich Compo, sounds like you've had a great payday after you broke a leg at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rich writes, I've really enjoyed your recap of season one, and I'm so happy Primates is back. I haven't seen season two yet, but I don't care about spoilers, and I'm looking forward to the season two recap. After watching the show, are you or Evan going to read the comics? Oh, I have never really read comics. Neither have I. Not a comic book, not a comic book guy. Maybe I'd watch a video of someone reading the comments. <laughs> I'm reading the comments, reading the comics. Is there a um, is there an audio book of the comics? Maybe I should an just read comics. An audio book of the comics. Yeah, are there <laughs> bloody like graphic? <laughs> Why would you say something so silly, Matt? I don't know. I feel I feel silly, and I'm glad you called me out on it. <laughs> uh, Rich goes on to say, oh, maybe I will, Rich, if you reckon I should. I'm all- <laughs> I feel like that'll just confuse me because the rules are slightly different between them. <laughs> right. And I feel like my brain hasn't got capacity to have two Umbrella Academy universes going on at once. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Rich goes on to say, I also want to suggest that you recap the cartoon Avatar The Last Airbender. The main character has a pet. It's a winged lemur named Momo. There is a lot of hype behind this show, and I just want to confirm that this show lives up to all the hype. Thanks for bringing the pod back, and chimp you later. <laughs> Cheers, Rich. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that does get suggested a bit. Um, I hear always hear good things about it, so maybe we should. But it is like it's a multiple series. I think there was a film, and then multiple um, episodical. Yeah, I wonder if if episodes. if there's an episode that you could watch to sort of get get the gist of it. Yeah, or is he suggesting we go through all the seasons and recap it all? I assume there's a lot of it, but that might be a guess. I know, it, like a lot of animes like are quite long last, a long long um, last lasting. They go a long time. Um, uh, I've, uh, I've yeah, I've never really watched it. It's been on, and I've like I'm aware of it. I've I've sort of seen it in passing, but I've never sat down and watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. I have I a funny feeling that it's going to be really good, just based on what everyone says. Yeah, it does say, yeah, but I wonder if it's like good in a in a it's a kids' cartoon sort of a way, oh, right. or good in a more just good way good for everybody. You know, like yeah. I like There's the Powerpuff no Girls, nostalgia but it's, yeah, no nostalgia. Know. I like the Powerpuff Girls, but I'm nostalgic for it. I like right. um yeah, watching that with you was like, oh, I mean, I can sort of see why it's a bit of fun, but it's. Yeah. You know, a, a bit of fun. Yeah. Throwaway stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to get deeply invested in, you know, w- watching a whole season. Uh, last one comes from Grant in Ontario. Uh, and I'll save this a lot for last because it is about the episode we just recapped, season two, episode four. Grant writes, did you notice the Billy Madison Easter eggs in this episode? I did not. No. Um, it says, when Klaus falls off the wagon and is in the liquor store, the song Renegade by Styx is playing, which is the same song that is playing when Billy falls off the wagon. Huh. If that's too much of a stretch, I mean, that could be that could be a, a subtle nod. Yeah. He says, if that's too much of a stretch, the sequence ends with Klaus arriving at Billy Madison's house. It's the same mansion that Billy Madison was filmed in. Oh. As well as some scenes in The Boys. All the best. I totally miss that. That's amazing. I've never seen Billy Madison. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah? 
Adam Sandler? Shampoo is better. It goes on first and cleans the hair. <laughs> Conditioner is better. It goes on second and makes the hair silky and smooth. <laughs> what are you looking at, Schwan? Classic stuff. It's all good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Miss okay. Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace. Or something like What is a kid? I don't, I don't know how Sounds much great. of um, and that well this is that's Chris Farley, the bus driver. Okay. And Adam Sandler's like, What? Because Chris Farley's being sleazy. And yeah. <laughs> Billy Madison's like, no. Nah. And he goes, yeah, me and her got it on. <laughs> and <laughs> Billy Madison goes, no, you didn't. And he goes, you can imagine what it would be like if you did, though. <laughs> and he goes, anyway, it's um, it's good stuff. So Everyone recently- on the bus, good, great, grand. So I saw something recently about how Adam Sandler's love interests in his films always start with V. Their names are always oh. V. Or V, Veronica even double Vaughan, V. double V. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe they're all double V, I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. That's a sweet Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting you mentioned Renegade by Styx. The other songs in this were Love is Blue by Marty Robbins, Unwind Yourself by Marva Whitney, and I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good music this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. I've got to go do a, a Phrasing the Bar episode now for oh, yeah. the Do Go on Patreon. Never stop um, potting. Never stop potting. So if anyone's keen to get involved in that, you can support this show and also get bonus episodes like Phrasing the Bar, uh, a podcast dedicated to the films of Brendan Fraser. Um, and you can get them on board with that at uh, patreon.com slash do go on pod. Evan, if people want to support Gamey Game on Patreon, they can go to patreon.com slash Gamey Game again. Uh, just Gamey Game. Gamey Game. Or gamygame.com wanna... slash Patreon. Okay. Yeah. So gamygame.com is where you'll get everything. Just go there and you can see it all. Yeah. Maybe if you haven't seen it yet, you're like, why do I want to support it on Patreon? Well, watch it first. <laughs> Watch it, enjoy it, get well, involved in it, and oh, then look, support it. If, if you're thinking about supporting the Patreon, I'd maybe just go straight for the Patreon. <laughs> I, yeah, don't, I don't waste wanna, time. Yeah, There's uh, limited spots. You don't want to put up any barriers, you know? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Just dive right in. <laughs> Path of least resistance. Uh, and <laughs> uh, they can also check you out on Twitch on yeah. Saturday mornings, Melbourne time. Twitch. And there's a link. Twitch.tv slash stupid old Evan. That's me. And Evan's uh, social medias and my social medias are also in the show notes. Follow us both, why don't you? Interact with us. Let's chat <laughs> on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Let's get involved. <laughs> hey, that's the thing about the internet, man. It's shrinking the world down. We can all communicate. Yep. It's like our Information own little podcast. is democratized. It's like our own little text-based podcast. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. We'll catch you next week with episode five of season two of the Umbrella Academy. Um, yeah, if you've got any comments or anything, please click on that link in the show notes and get them in, and I'll read more out at the end of next week's episode. Thanks for joining Seven, and as we always say here at Primates Podcast... Chimp you later. It's a classic. <laughs> podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want
it's up to you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.